What's up, party people, podcast players, and fourth wall fam, and welcome to another edition of New Normal Wrestling. Introducing your hosts, first, we are graced by the presence of podcast royalty. Roll out the red carpet and tip the crown to the podcast king himself, Brother Wade Ilson. Next, the Doctor of Desire is in, filling your prescription for your dose of kayfabe consumption. You can't brother out without the good brother himself. Let's give it up for Dr. Kayfabe Phil. And what's up, party people, podcast players, and Fourth Wall fam, and welcome to a brand new episode of New Normal Wrestling right here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. I am your host, Johnny Bones, here with the goodest of good brothers, Ready to brother out as always. It's always best when the three of us are in the nest. We are all in the hot seats, ready to talk some wrestling. But first, ladies and gentlemen, tip your motherfucking crown, get off that ass, and get up on your feet and bow to the master himself. Let's break it down for the podcast king himself. Roll out the red carpet for the one and the only good brother, Wade Ilson. What's up, brother Wade? What's up, man? It's good to be back. It's good to be a trio after a while. But we have so much wrestling to talk about. Boy. So much. Dude, dude, wait. Hasn't it been a little more difficult to just consume all the wrestling lately? It It is. It feels like there's a pay-per-view or a special event. Like every week? It's every week now. SummerSlam's literally a week away. Mm-hmm. What the... Man, it's so much to consume, but it's a good amount of consumption. And you can pick and choose what you really want to watch. Exactly. And you said the right word there, consumption. If you're looking for your weekly dose of kayfabe consumption, then you came to the right place. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the original Doctor of Desire himself. Let's give it up for Dr. Kayfabe Phil. Gentlemen, good evening. And I am ready to go. So let's hit it harder than a double clothesline, my friends. <laughs> double clothesline. Double clothesline. Double clothesline. going to be the tag team finisher of 2023. That's going to be, uh, we're going to create a normie just for that tag team move this yes. year. Yeah. So, so guys, Wade said it. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, the state of wrestling right now is, I think, at its apex. That's just the world of pro wrestling, sports entertainment at its at its at its best. Financially, the industry is probably doing better than it ever did. You know, you have the golden era back in the eighties. You have the attitude era in the late nineties. But now, this is the apex of the pro wrestling sports entertainment industry. And brother Wade, you always say, "Man, what a great time to be a wrestling fan." Truly is. So, with that being said, guys, and there being so much fucking wrestling every week what do you guys want to talk about oh oh i know ooh, i know you you in go, the wait, corner, go. yes uh <laughs> let's start with ring of honor death before dishonor let's do it there is there is a lot to cover but i'm gonna do a quick breakdown of everything um and talk about what i feel may be the match of the night and well deserved being the main event uh See, where is it? Oh, here it is. Okay. Not only one title really changed hands. That means a lot. And it's Aussie Open winning the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. Did not see that coming. Phil was right on that one. Um, I totally went the kingdom. I shouldn't have, but <laughs> um, 
the two matches that stand out on this card the most, I'm going to go with Claudio versus Pac. Mm-hmm. And to talk about that match a little bit, I will never forgive Claudio for this one spot in the match. It went viral over the weekend. I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, there was a table set outside close to the entrance ramp. And Claudio did his best Bam Bam Bigelow impression and threw Pac over the, over the ropes oh, awesome. through a table. Um other than that, the match was technical wizardry. He won with a Ricola bomb. And come to find out, surprise, surprise, because I didn't realize this, Death Triangle never broke up. <laughs> no, Death Pac, Triangle never broke up. Pac just always ends up with freaking like travel issues or he's ill or something. All the time. Or breaks he, a leg or something. Or bra- yeah. Always- Dude is like so injury prone. Just like terrible luck, man. It's like whenever he gets started, something happens and he's gone again for like a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And now there's Wait, some weird so, triangle. I'm sorry, go ahead, though. No, I was going to say, so is officially Death Triangle heel? Is it a anti-hero mix and match? I am confused because let it's, me tell you. So what happened was Yuta came out and interfered and screwed up the match. So then it was mm-hmm. Death Triangle versus Blackpool Combat Club. And then the best friends came out with Orange Cassidy. And it was just an all a, a pier six brawl, and I was confused on who was on what side, and oh which God. it bled into dynamite. And now we're getting a triple threat match between Moxley, Orange Cassidy, and no, not Orange Cassidy, Moxley, Trent, and Pentagon. Oh my God! And it's anything right. goes triple threat. And also That's... Moxley, Moxley let his intentions known that he wants the All Atlantic Championship. He dropped uh, Orange Cassidy after his match with. Uh, what do you take on? AR Fox. Fox. You mean the international, now international championship. Sorry, international championship. My international bad. Excuse me. We're international. Excuse me. By the way, can't not, stick to one name for a championship. Speaking of not knowing who is who with whom, the fact that AR Fox <laughs> is now part of the Mogul Embassy. Threw me for a loop. Did not yes, see sir. that coming. Mm-hmm. No. Did not, not see one that bit. coming one bit. Mm-mm. But I digress. There comes a time when you have a main event that means so much to you personally, and it just moves you in a way that you never thought it would. And last Saturday, we had the main event, a well-deserved main event between Athena and Willow Nightingale for the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. In the main event, these two are not only the first women to main event a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. They are the first African-American women to main event a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Now, did they rise to the occasion? Absolutely. I felt every spot in that match was worked perfectly. Athena, uh, Athena now has to add another name to the list of people that have kicked out of the O-Face slash Eclipse. Ooh. Willow kicked out of it. Mm-hmm. It took two to put her down. And there was one spot, Bones, that blew my mind. And if you would have seen it, you, if, you can go look it up. Right on. Athena deadlift power bombed Willow in the match. Oh, deadlift, dude! Ooh. Strength right there. Strength yes. like crazy. Love that. Mm-hmm. Like no, like you know, Athena, like Willow didn't help. She legit just pow. <laughs> and wow. there's definitely a height difference there too. So that that's Huge props to difference. Athena, man. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. But again, if Damn. you have not seen this match. 
You need mm-hmm. to go out and watch it by any means possible. And I will say this, it is on my list of favorite women's matches we've had this year. There's okay. about two that are ahead of it. Yep. We've already discussed what those two are, mm-hmm. but I will put this out a solid three. There's going to have nice. to be something else that knocks us down. And there's so many great women's matches we've had in the past, what, three months? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has been a great it's year just, for, for mm-hmm. women's wrestling. Great year. Four, five. That is the sixth women's match added to our match of the year list. Nice. Really? Six? And yeah. It's not even August yet. We still got the whole And I feel like year. we're missing some. Hey, Phil, could, but while we're on air, could you read back some of those matches? Because I feel like me of and course. Bones have said some. And in we're chronolo- just missing. In chronological order from the beginning of the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. You have um, uh, Jordan Grace and uh, what's her name? Diana? Uh, Donna no, Brown James Brown. from Hard to Kill. Oh, Mickey. Mickey James. Oh, Mickey I'm sorry. James. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've got, let's see here. Next one was Mercedes Monet and Kyrie Sane in Battle in the Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Rhea and Charlotte at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Grace and Deanna Parasso at Rebellion. Yes. Bianca Belair and EO Sky at Backlash. Yes. Yes. And then, absolutely. And now this match. Bones, do you feel we're missing any matches? I would throw in the New Japan Women's Triple Threat with Mercedes, Tam, and I'm forgetting the other person right now from right. Now, um, did, did we say Mercedes and Willow? I feel that's hindered because Mercedes injury. Mercedes injury. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel that's hindered. Like I want to put it because it's. Like, we're all happy for Willow, but it's like, right. damn, uh, kind of tough to give Injury it to you. It does kind of taint you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's like, yeah. That's the only other match that I could think of. I think that, man, that list hits it on the head. Mm-hmm. But yep. Bianca and EO is still up there. I have to see Athena and Willow now, though, because mm-hmm. um, I've heard a lot of great things about that match. Mm-hmm. Athena and Willow. I'm also going to add, just because of NXT references, Mm-hmm. Props to Rhea Ripley for letting Lyra and her put on a show. Those two beat the crap out of each other on NXT this week. And didn't, didn't Rhea lay out a lay out a challenge for her after the match? Yeah, she told her to you show me what you can do in the ring, not finish it and do it with JC Jane. There you go. Because Rhea keeps saying Lyra's a badass. Like mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. sleep on her. They're really NXT. pushing they've been pushing Lyra for a while. Yeah. I think she's next up. I think they're gonna mm-hmm. run it back with her and Tiffany. Yeah. But I it's think kinda, that'll be it. Go ahead. But there's a struggle because there are people online who are referring to her as the bird lady. So she she's is already, the bird lady. I know, but the fact that that is the reputation, it's not the reputation is not hey. for her in ring work. She's just yeah, that's yeah, just, but you had Coco beware. He was the Birdman. That shit worked for him. That dude was over yep. as hell, mm-hmm. over like Rover. Yeah, but he had over Zuba's. like Rover. He had Zuba pants with checker all, print on all, the side. Lyra has Lyra just needs like a fucking vulture on her shoulder when she comes down to the ring now. She and do Co- need a vulture. Hey, and Coco had Owen Hart too. 
Very true. High uh, energy, high, baby. High energy, the, the baby. Friggin the yes. parachute pants and the mm-hmm. suspenders. Yes. I there found those online. I want to get them. Mm-hmm. I found them. Love we that. should be high energy for Halloween. Hello, 1992. I'll be Frankie the Parrot. <laughs> Phil can be Owen Hart. I'll be Coco Bo. There you go. No, I'll be you. I'll be Yokozuna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Love it. So uh, what else from Death Before or Death Before Dishonor? Brother Wade, was um, that it? Those are the points. That you was really it. Those two, those two matches and mm-hmm. Aussie Open, surprisingly, mm-hmm. damn you, Phil, winning the tag titles. <laughs> well, I want to run it back because we were talking about Pac and we talked got into the talk about Moxley, things like that. Let's talk about Blood and Guts, which happened prior to Death Before Dishonor. Now, mm-hmm. what did you guys think about the match as a whole? Yeah, I'll let it, you go first. It was very good. It wasn't the best blood and guts by any means. Mm-hmm. Had some great spots, had a good storyline, but it was a good, solid, it was a check plus match, mm-hmm. but not a, you know, end all be all of matches. Uh, and wait, uh, we, we did touch on it last week about some of the spots that we enjoyed the most, mm-hmm. especially Abushi uh, and the Better Nails. And the glass, thumbtacks to the top of the cage. Yeah, that the shower of attacks that was pretty cool. I did like mm-hmm. that little distraction. Abushi <laughs> kicking everybody out of their submissions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I feel it was. It's not the. I agree. It's not the best blood and guts. Mm-hmm. Last year's with Eddie Kingston was way better. Yes. Um, this is not a knock on that match on the on the on the last one. I just didn't. It didn't gravitate to me as much as I wanted to because there were key players missing. If Danielson wouldn't have been hurt, I think the match would have went a little differently. I I agree with that. Definitely agree with that. I think Mm -hmm. it went a little differently. I I know that pocketing being included makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But damn, if Danielson were in that match, it would be different. Way different. But I love the fact that they had Pac walk out, that they had Mm -hmm. Takeshita walk out. And just leave the three of them by themselves. I I thought that was a great way to to kind of end the story in the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The, mm-hmm. So the few things I took some notes on this match. A few things that that I that were just a big disconnect for me. Which again, I'm I'm with you guys. It was fun. It was a car crash. It was a spot fest. It was fun. It would definitely not up there. Not a, not a match of the year candidate by any means. No. There was a few disconnects mm-hmm. for me though in the match that really bothered me. Like. When Moxley pulls out the fork and starts stabbing people in the head. Now, Phil, if I stab you in the head with a fork, you're probably going to bleed, right? I'm probably going to mm-hmm. bleed or walk away with a Dude, fork stuck in my head. There was like all that, all that work with the fork, and there was not a drop of blood on anybody. And I was like, eh. Don Callis still has a scar on his forehead. I, right? He still does. It's like if you would have given me some blood then – Okay, I could buy into it, but I just did not like the fork spot. Phil, you mentioned the bed of nails. I fucking hated mm-hmm. the bed of nails. In you a fucking, what? I hated it. it my was favorite, so stupid. My favorite spot of the did entire you, match wait. was when Ibushi walks in, and there is Moxley with mm-hmm. his foot driving Kenny's hand through the bed of nails and just giving Ibushi the double flip. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Better nails was a little little too much for me in the match. Uh, I get it. 
you know why you know why bones it's one of my it's one of the worst tropes i hate i love my wrestling matches i love comedy wrestling i love mm-hmm. when wrestling gets a little too extreme that right. shit felt like a little, little bit too looney tunes for my liking uh, yeah exactly hey, no like, you know like wild like wildly coyote was gonna fall and hit it you guys are just dynamite. Yeah. Hate, you guys are just <laughs> hating on it because you think it should have been on the band list and it wasn't <laughs> I think it should. I, listen, I'm all about you know bringing everything, including the kitchen mm-hmm. sink, and then literally bring the kitchen sink. But like, sink. I don't know, bed of nails. I don't know. Again, another weapon that I feel like should have drawn more blood when if it was mm-hmm. being used correctly. Um, Kota Ibushi's entrance was very reminiscent of fucking Jeff Hardy returning to AEW. And before he goes to help his brother, he decides <laughs> to fucking bask in the moment. Like, Coda, I'm like, Coda, Coda was the last person in, right? Yes, he was. Yeah. yeah like, dude, you let your entire team is in there. Fucking run into the rings and get into the fight. He gets it, reads it in. He waves to the crowd. I'm like, are you, what, why are you taking so long? I mean, I thank God Wheeler Yuta ran out of the ring and ran after him. But I was like, yeah. that was such a disconnect. <laughs> Um, you know, can speaking, of disconnect, speaking of disconnect, can, we, can you use that word to describe Abushi's punches? Oh, oh <laughs> yep, there was Phil that shoot too. Phil um, I loved. <laughs> I loved the sequence when Nick Jackson got into the match. I can't remember the list of moves, but he did. He was doing some offense when he entered the match, which was just mm-hmm. fucking picture perfect. Again, it was spotty, but it's Nick Jackson, so it's expected. Um, my favorite spots in the match were Pac doing the double stomp through the table, hanging off the top of the cage. Yes. Loved that yes. move. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I loved the submission submission spot when the BCC had everyone in a submission move. Yes. Fucking loved it. That was just so awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agreed. And I really did. And going back to Pac walking out, I really liked how they did that. I liked yeah. how Pac flips the finger, goes under the ring, finds the wire cutters, cuts the lock, and just fucking walks out. I love that. Takeshita yeah. walking out was cool, too, if they would have shown more of it. Like, it just kind of happened I in think, the background, and there yeah. was no, like, give me more to, to, at that point, it's like, oh, someone else already walked out, so now. I think, I think someone missed much. their cut. I think, I think somebody missed the cut on it back mm-hmm. in production. I, I, agree. I could agree. That could have been a production mm-hmm. issue, but I feel like that was yep. missing something. But Callis, um, you know, but Don Callis being all in it for himself, saying, listen, you're my guy right now. I'm mm-hmm. not letting you risk anything else for the right. sake of these mm-hmm. three schmucks. Let's get out of here. Yeah, let's pull it. Let's pull it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. Um, one of the issues I had, too, and I don't know if you remember this, Bones, if Keith and Sauter talked, they talked about it. Phil and I talked about it last week. Uh, the BCC and the elite both wanted the camera to be shown when they shook hands after the match, I guess that was like, yo, we're like, we're mm-hmm. done beefing with each we're other. Done, like we're yeah. done. This is over. Mm-hmm. We're moving on different ways. Mm-hmm. That should have been shown on camera. I agree. I think Agreed. that should have been okay. The feud is over now. We're, we're done with it. And another gripe I had is maybe I'm old school. Maybe this is a new school, but my, but you lost the match. If somebody left, I don't know if that was ever a and, rule. 
It was well. I don't know if it's a current, if it's a old school rule, but in mm-hmm. current NXT or main roster rules, yes, if war you leave the war game. That's war a games war games rule. rule. Got it. If you leave the cage, yep, you automatically forfeit for your team. Right, and they always stress that because it's an mm-hmm. open top cage. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Good call. Good call. Interesting. Uh, th- there's a lot of disconnects in matches. I-, I love the AEW's gimmick matches, but there's sometimes there's some disconnects in there with like the, the rules they put out, and then they don't follow their own rules. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting. Like topic, tagging, like, like tag teams. Don't even get me started <laughs> on tag team wrestling in AEW. Um, but again, blood and guts was fun. It was cool. You know, um, another thing too. Who were the baby faces? Who were the heels? Like who? I didn't know who I should be. Should I be rooting for the elite? Should I be rooting for BCC? It was mm-hmm. there was no good guy, bad guy to choose from. But no. if you're the dark order, you're booing the elite. Yeah, booing you're the elite. The... Anyway, but I want to talk about they didn't have anything guys. to do with that. So, yeah. Oh, what's like, going I, on? They didn't get involved. Well, hold on. Let's go back to ROH. What's going on with Dark Order and the Righteous? Are they feuding? Oh, Are they like yes. joining forces? Like, what's feud. going on there? Blood feud. Yeah. It was a blood feud. Stu Grayson took another bump of the night. Oof. Mans fell off a ladder through multiple tables. Oof. But yeah, it was a blood feud match, and it was really good. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Let's talk about the biggest thing in pro wrestling over the past 20, 30 years. Me? Ag- the blood acknowledge, acknowledge, acknowledge the tribal combat that is coming our way at SummerSlam in a couple weeks or next week. Oh, Let's oh, just talk about here we go. the bloodline story, Jay Uso, Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. and the other supporting characters in this current story, Paul Heyman, Solo Sokoa. What did you guys think about the tribal combat? The um, I forget what they referred to the segment as. Um, yeah, rules of, of engagement. Rules of, Thank you. Rules, rules, of, of, en- rules of engagement segment from SmackDown and the match now being a tribal combat match. I thought it was fine. It, it was, it was, it was a good segment. No matter what Roman and Jay or Roman and any variation of the bloodline, mm-hmm. their storyline will always keep you invested. The one thing I do want to point out, and it's funny, I had this conversation with Jess before we hit, we hit recording the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay has got to stop making Roman laugh or vice versa. Every single time Jay says something, Roman starts to like, he has to go, and I guess it's a family trait. They all do this. Right. They rub their boots and then like they're pissed off and then come back to it. So when Jay was explaining tribal combat to the people that didn't get it, basically it's a no holds barred match. Anything goes Mm -hmm. match. He said he yeah. was going to hit him with a chair. If he wanted to hit him with a chair, he could. If he wanted to hit him with, put him through a table, he could. Basically, anything he wanted to do, he could do. But the baseline of it was, my big pull away from it was, Jay doesn't care about the universe, undisputed universal championship. He cares about being the tribal chief. He cares about being the head of the table because Let's backtrack a little bit because we are Marvel fans and we like pulling little things from previous stuff. Mm-hmm. Bones don't know if you watched Secret Invasion yet. Oh boy, I didn't watch the finale yet. 
Oh boy, Ooh. I cannot wait till you watch it. Phil, did you watch that? No, not yet. Uh, I, I might stay up after this recording and watch that tonight. I think you should because the wait, what are you both caught up to episode six? Yep. Okay, so it involves Rhodey. That's all I'm saying. Enough said. Enough That's said. all I'm saying, and it's going to blow your mind. Right. So back to wrestling. Jay and Jimmy had a conversation sidebar when Jimmy had just come back from injury and said, well, what if we win the tag titles and Roman loses his title? Aren't we head of the table? Aren't we the tribal chief True. then? This has been on Jay's mind since day one when the feud started. It was never, ever, ever about the title. It was about being the tribal chief. And that's been the story. I'm sorry, Wade. That's been the story between Jay and Roman for the past three years. Mm -hmm. The tribal chief. When did they face each other first? Was it a Hell in the Cell, Night night of Champions? I forget when that first match was. Night of Champions. Night of Champions. Okay, so when, right, Gold Rush. When was what match was it that Roman won, and then Alpha and Sika came out and they put the uh, the red leg? Night of Cha- that was uh, Hell in the Cell. The Night of Champions. No, that was Night of Champions. I think that was Night of Champions. Because Hell in oh, the I'm Cell. Oh, sorry, you're right. No, when... Hell in the Cell was when Jimmy acknowledged. That's when Jimmy Roman. acknowledged. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jimmy came back at Hell. Okay, got it. Trying to put all that whole timeline back together. But it's a lot to put together. <laughs> it, it really is. But, I mean, it takes a little bit to think about it, to put it together. But it's like, holy shit, the story makes sense. Now, this match became Tribal Combat, not because it wasn't Jay's idea. It was from the family. So now, mm-hmm. going back to Night of Champions three years ago, when Afonsica came out with Delay and Roman... Are we going to get any of the Anoa'i family involved in this match? Or are they going to be there? Are we going to see Afa and Sika? Are we going to see Rikishi? Are we going to see The Rock's mom? I think, I think Rikishi is the only one who would who would yes. show up because he has yes. not really been involved in this yet. But he's been interviewed. No, he has he never interviewed been interviewed by. Yes, I'm sorry. He was interviewed by Bill after I think his name is from PWI. Yeah. And he said, you should kind of, like, the interview kind of, like, I, like asked him he, or told him. He was like, you should kind of be involved with it. This is your son. Your mm-hmm. son is in a big storyline right now with Roman, right. you know, your your nephew. And uh, I think you should be involved. He's like, yeah, there's something going on. Mm-hmm. There's something going on. Then he was like, oh, can you tell me? And then he's like, nah, nah I can't really tell you. Yeah. There's something going on. Just mm-hmm. stay tuned. No, because they... They had a missed opportunity when they were going to do the um, tribal council. Was that what it was when they, and then Afan Sika and Rikisha weren't able to make it or something? Or was that the uh, thousand day celebration? No, it was the tribal council. The well, council. No, what was it? The tribal court of Sammy, of Sammy, of Sammy Zane. Zane. Right. Okay. That's what it yeah. was. So there was that missed opportunity, but I'm, I, I am looking forward to this story hap- that happening at one point in the story where you do see like the Inoai dynasty just there, just on the same screen as Roman and Jay and Solo. And this story has had so many layers to it. And I think we all agree Jay is not going to win the title. I mean, Wade, you hit 
you hit the hammer on the head. It's not about the mm-hmm. title for him anyway. And I it's think not. at this point, Roman is so close to beating um, Backlund and Hogan and San Martino. I think WWE right now just wants current wrestlers in uh, in the history books. You know, they want to kind of mm-hmm. do away with the old and with the new. So, but the way the story is being told, the way that this whole bloodline story has been told with Roman as the head of the table over the past three years has been phenomenal. And it has helped to make main event superstars. And they have proven that they are able to make you feel like there are legit contenders for his championship. Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso. I honestly believe that any three of them at any moment can now beat Roman Reigns and leave as the undisputed champion. Mm-hmm. And what a spot this is for Jay. Being a tag team wrestler and having this singles run is fucking phenomenal. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. we need to add a category for just like the, I don't want to say the best actor of the year, but like you get an Oscar award goes to fucking Jay Uso. Cause I could watch this dude every week. I mean, the dude just emotes so mm-hmm. much emotion when he talks on the microphone. Every segment he's in, I believe it. You know, I'm emotionally yeah. invested. Jay Uso is a Agreed. fucking rock star, rock star of the year. I agree. I agree, hands hands down. One of the best on the microphone as far as emotion goes. The mm-hmm. only person I will put ahead of him is Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston is just fucking real. Everything yeah, shoot, about you, him is real. Everything, everything. Yeah. yeah. It's like, is this a work? No, it's a shoot. Mm-hmm. It's fucking Eddie Kingston. Yeah, and there was something I wanted to, I alluded to wanting to talk about a couple of weeks ago, and it's kind of a good segue into it. The word I keep using to describe where we are right now in the bloodline mm-hmm. is Shakespearean, whether intentionally or not. Yep. I remember mm-hmm. very vividly, okay, back in high school, one of, one of the Shakespearean plays that we had to read and go through was King Lear, okay? Mm-hmm. And the whole backstory is he is this old man has three daughters, has no sons, has three daughters, okay? And the man is vain. He's superficial. Mm-hmm. He's greedy. And he's full of mm-hmm. himself, okay? His two elder daughters, he could not care less about and is smitten with his third and youngest daughter. And then over the course of the play, you see how all of his vanity and everything collapses within him and in the in the final act he has his two eldest daughters turn on him and help the raiders come to the kingdom and overtake the kingdom king lear is left all alone his wise man he turns on his wise man once the kingdom has collapsed and then come the end of it king lear and his daughter are both dead. His youngest daughter are are both dead. Mm -hmm. And you draw the parallels right now. We are at the point where Jay and Jimmy have turned on Roman. The only two people left standing beside him are the youngest of the Anawai and the wise man. And it is absolutely inevitable that those two soon enough shall fall. 
There you go. The Bloodline and William Shakespeare in a five-paragraph verbal essay. You're welcome. Double space in MLA format, baby, because we don't play boom, games. Boom, boom, boom. With proper Proper font, baby. Yes, All right. right. Now. With, with work cited. Justified indent. Justified All right. indent. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if this would work, but I truthfully believe that with the story that they've been telling with the bloodline, with mm-hmm. everyone in this, in, in the, the Anoa'i family, Heyman, every supporting actor, whether it be KO or Sammy or Cody or fucking Matt Riddle or um, yep. Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. whoever else he's seen along the way. It was inevitable, I think, a year ago, two years ago, Bloodline's going to fall at some point, right? Where they're going to turn, turn on Roman. Roman's going to be left alone. Mm-hmm. What a... How poetic would it be for Roman to inevitably lose lose the championship, have no title, have no bloodline, pick like the most heel team. I'm just going to say Judgment Day or we'll say Imperium, right? They all are attacking a weak, alone Roman Reigns, no championship, no family, just for the bloodline to reform again in its original form to help Roman Reigns, we the ones now have become the biggest fucking baby faces in the goddamn company. Mm. Does this story need to end or does the entire story need to fucking swerve without a championship? Now I have the most over baby face team in the company with Roman on the chase to be the champion again. I like your logic. I love it. I see where you're going. We went down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. You always go down the rabbit hole and it seems to make like beautiful sense, but I just want to tweak what you said. Mm-hmm. Roman needs a comeuppance. Roman needs to fall flat on his face. Not Baron Corbin style, right? but he needs to lose a championship. If he builds himself the proper way, we can have the Roman we have now, but as a baby face. Mm-hmm. Where he starts going after the top heels in the company. He starts making headwaves as the guy, the right. only one. He is the only one that can do this. I but can see it. What's the moment that makes him come to that realization? Because he is so far, his vanity is so far gone that for you to be able to do that at the flip of a switch right now is logistically impossible. You need to have to, you uh, need to have a full of full redemption you need to find he needs to fall he needs to fall bad he needs to lose the title to someone he beat already um and then you know if the strike is still happening uh there's a samoan dude who seems to want to interact with grayson waller and not check in on his family (laughs) his daughter that's in a cult (laughs) Well, I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say it's possible you might find Roman under a rock somewhere. You could. This is and again. Go ahead. Go ahead. It could could happen. And whoever has the rock in the draft would win the draft ultimately. I don't think. I don't don't think we allowed him to be drafted this year. Bones fired the rock this year. Bones fired the rock. Fired the rock this year. This is. Imagine if the rock came back to NXT. Not even to the main. Came back to to NXT. I'm like, yo, give that man a title. All right. This, <laughs> this is me falling down the rabbit hole even further. Roman loses the championship to Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania 40 because inevitably 
I don't want to say inevitably, I feel they're going to run that back at WrestleMania. Cody has already confirmed had his time away and he can make his way back. Mm-hmm. The Rock's going to get involved. I think at that point, without a championship on the line, The Rock and Roman have to face each other. I don't care if it's a one-off. I'll be more invested in a Roman-Rock match um, revolving around the dynasty, the tribal chief, head of the table thing, as opposed mm-hmm. to the championship being on the line. Lose the title to Cody, let Cody run with it, and then Roman falls to Rock. That's when you could have the whole turn and start bringing Roman up as your underdog babyface. Because, you know, we've already it's been proven that Roman can be a top heel in the company and still be over. Now, mm-hmm. let's make him the babyface that Vince McMahon originally wanted him to be, and let's see how over he could be as a babyface. Roman could be this era's John Cena. Mm. You know, going from thugonomics to... Hustle, loyalty, respect. So I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I'm the head of the table. So I'm the tribal chief. I, I, you know, you know what I want to point out with Roman too that not many people can do that he does better than anybody. When he does those promos where there's no mic involved, love that. Remember, we did we love discussed that. this so many times. One of mm. my favorite Roman Reigns promos is. After he knocks the Miz out, and this is the week of the Logan Paul match, mm. can no man knock me out? Yep. <laughs> I'm tired of being humble. Yep. I've run all of this. It's the yep. way he projects. Like he knows. Yes. He he knows where the cameras are. He knows where his voice needs to project to so he could be mm-hmm. heard. It's all dude. Love it. So good at that. Roman five years ago couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Roman now, easy. It's like it's like Cena said about him in a. Uh, I think it was on a podcast. He said the pandemic changed Roman for the better, yeah. and now you just put him in front of an audience, so it ups it even more. He's that guy, one way or another. I'm telling yeah. you, if he's not in our wrestler of the year for 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 the normies, mm-hmm. we're bugging. We're but yeah, this we're missing something. We're, we're missing, missing something. something. And if he's not there, if he's not there. You know who I think the IWC, Internet Wrestling Community, and also wrestling fans out there in general, want to be mm-hmm. the wrestler of the year? L.A. Knight. Yeah. 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 Let me talk to you. What do you guys think about the story of L.A. Knight right now? Now, before you guys give me your answer, I am loving the Internet up in arms about how WWE is ruining L.A. Knight they should have given him the championship. They should have given him the briefcase. They should have, they should have, they should have. And I'm like, eh, should they have? Let him keep losing when it matters. And then when it then when we least expect it, he wins. Please, I want to hear your thoughts. Phil, please. Phil, is this thing on? Do you have any snail in your headphones? Internet wrestling community. <laughs> this promotional message from Kayfabe Phil will be summarized in four words. Shut the fuck up. I open that Thank door you. wide open for you, brother Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, man. So good. I fucking alley-ooped it. Shut up. Dunked it. Shut, shut I, up. I totally agree. Um, 
I think what they're doing with LA Knight's great. You know why? Because you see him on TV every week. They know he's over. They fucking know. But mm-hmm. look at other guys. I'm not saying he's never going to have a title. I think LA Knight deserves a, cha- a championship at some mm-hmm. point. But yeah. look at your Rowdy Rowdy Pipers over. Your Jake yeah. the Snake Roberts over. They were never the champion. They were never the guy. No. But they were fucking over and had a hell of a over as hell. Hall of Fame career. Hall of Fame career. You want to know how how over LA Knight is right now? He's like, just what, because in the top five merch sellers because below. because his gear comes He's in four, four different colors. Five. Because his gear comes in four different colors, he has four of the top five selling T-shirts in WWE. That's how. Mm-hmm. That's how over he is. Yeah. He's in the same conversation as like Steve Austin and the NWO. Yes. It's crazy. It's yes. really crazy. LA Knight's no. over. I agree. And Phil, if I could take a page out of your book, IWC, shut the fuck up. Yes. Just, just please. Just shut the up. fuck up. Mm-hmm. IWC, anyway, shut the fuck guys, up. Just because we want it doesn't mean it has to happen. Right yeah, away. and and the internet seems to do this all the time. Like, the minute a guy gets hot, oh, they're, they're giving him the Daniel Bryan treatment. Yeah, they're going right. to give him the <laughs> Matt Cardona treatment. Ooh, no, you know how LA many? Night, I'm sorry, yeah. wait, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, please, please, please. I'll. No, I'm just finish. gonna say, you know how many how many memes I've seen of fucking L.A. Knight and uh, Cesaro with uh, Zack Ryder, mm-hmm. and it's like, stop comparing him to them. This is not them at all. Fun fact, actually, mm-hmm. I, I found the photo online. LA Knight was a referee for Hogan and Andre at WrestleMania 3. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh, you didn't know that LA Knight was also was also in the 1992 Royal Rumble and almost mm-hmm. eliminated Ric Flair to win the WWE World Heavyweight Championship? No, I did not know that. Yeah, that, that's a fun fact. Mm-hmm. But again, LA Knight is going to be fine. They know what they're doing. They're using him the right way. The guy, I know he's not a spring chicken, but a lot of these guys on the roster that are in their 40s are killing it still. Guess what? He's the same thing. He's 41, 42. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's okay. Yes. He's a yep. seasoned veteran. He's he's doing wonders he, right now. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you got you gotta, man, you gotta be careful. Cause mm-hmm. that man, if once you give him that shot at theory. He's gonna cook yeah. Theory on the mic. Yeah, he's gonna cook him. Oh yeah. yeah, and he will. And I think Theory lost steam after the draft, and he went to SmackDown. So the U.S. title mm-hmm. hasn't meant as much as it did before when it was on Raw. Mm-hmm. La Knight nope. could be the guy to give that title the spark because mm-hmm. now if, if the, the the title helped to make Theory when he was on Raw, but now Theory is killing the title on SmackDown. By the mm-hmm. way, and and speaking of the U.S. title getting its due. Can we talk about how this week on SmackDown we are getting as part of the U.S. Open Invitational mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar? That dream for, match. That's for a number one contender. Into. Before we get into the the finals of the uh, of the uh, Invitational, we have we as the wrestling fans have an awesome mid card. If look at the we contenders do. that were in these two Fatal mm-hmm. Four Way matches, AJ Styles. Santos Escobar, Butch, Grayson Waller, Rey Mysterio, Sheamus, Cameron Grimes, L.A. Knight. I mean, we obviously know the list goes on. We have your Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. We have your Ricochet, your Braun Strowman when he's able to come back. Bronson Breed. 
Bronson Reed. We have a, a Champa, Miz, Champa, Gargano. Gargano, Miz, Loomis. We have what a, a cross carrying cross. What the fucking mid card we have, and that's awesome. I feel like WWE's mid card has not been as strong as it is at this current moment. This is Fast. now. It's like we have a strong mid card. Anybody could be champion. Anybody could mm-hmm. be a main eventer. Yes. Anyone can main event a WrestleMania. And I think that's another very good spot Mm -hmm. for the company to be in. But anyway, as Phil said, between the two Fatal 4 matches, we have Rey Mysterio won his match against Sheamus, Grimes, and LA Knight. And Santos Escobar defeated Grayson Waller, Butch, and AJ Styles. Great win for Santos Escobar. Uh, I think the fact that Rey won, it's going to be a teacher versus student type of thing. Santos Mm -hmm. has to go over at this point. Oh, absolutely he does. LWO, Legato del Fantasma, they got over organically. They weren't meant to be over. They came up from NXT as heels, but the crowd loved them. The crowd loved Cruz del Toro and what Joaquin Wilde. And don't know if you if you know this, but I'm pretty sure Wade does. DJZ from the Indies, that's Joaquin Wilde. Yes, like, it is. Okay. It blows my Beam mind. On. It blows Beam my on. mind that, that that's the same guy. But anyway. Um, With the stupid DJ gimmick. Yep. An impact. Yep. But let's, I mean, Santos and Ray. I mean, I think it's pretty, it's pretty black and white. This is Santos's time to shine and mm-hmm. go off to, to face Austin Theory. What are you guys' Absolutely. thoughts on, on the push here for Santos? And do we think Santos will be the one to dethrone Austin Theory? Hmm. It's a slipper. Oh my god! They're gonna do that instead. What? Oh, okay, I'm okay with it. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. They want to build a big Latin baby face. It's been talked about numerous times on the internet. That's mm-hmm. the rumor. They want to build another big Latin star, which okay. Santos Escobar seems to be that person. Um, they they defeat- tried it with Alberto Del Rio. They tried it with Andrade. Now Santos is the next in line. Mm-hmm. They tried it with Sankara. They tried it with mm, Sankara too. Alberto Carrillo. Alberto yeah. Carrillo. They tried yeah. it with Angel, Angel Garza. Garza. They tried it. They tried it with. Um, they, do we want to count Lucha House Party? No. No. They tried no. with Kalisto. They tried with Kalisto, Kalisto by himself. Kalisto. Yeah. Kalisto by himself. He had a well, he, he was U.S. champ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was U.S. champ. But the thing about but the thing that separates Escobar from everybody else on that list was even during his time in NXT, mm-hmm. they maximized his potential mm-hmm. and they legitimized his credibility as mm-hmm. heading up Legado del Fantasma. Mm-hmm. The way he did that, he carried the torch for that stable for mm-hmm. years yeah mm-hmm. and they gave him and he built it in the proper progression with them hold with with the stable holding the tag titles with him being the face being the cruiserweight champ then going on to you know not winning the nxt title but getting that opportunity you know getting those opportunities did he win the north american title no came no. very close he was time. in the ladder match though i remember him yeah. being in the ladder match like they, they they legitimized him and mm-hmm. they only continue to build on that with 
with the LWO by adding Rey Mysterio to that group further cemented his capabilities. Fully agree. I fully agree with you. And but we here's what I was alluding to earlier. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. We keep, there's so much to talk about. We can't all keep popping each other. Go ahead, wait. You go first, bro. Something I was alluding to, and this is me going down the rabbit hole. We all love LA Knight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What if, and this is the big rumor going around, Theory will not be on, this is how we've said the North, the North America, well, got me thinking of something later. Mm-hmm. The U.S. title has lost its value a little bit since Theory's had it. Yeah. Since he moved over to SmackDown. They said that this match will not be happening at SummerSlam as we once thought. This will be right. happening the week of SummerSlam on the SmackDown before SummerSlam. So here's what you do. If I were booking, and this is just me being a fan and enjoying the sport, I'm not going to say, yeah, this is what they should do. If mm-hmm. it, the pen were in my hand, Santos beats Theory, but then LA Knight challenges Santos the week after, mm-hmm. and Hooker crooks him. Right. That way you build the big baby face even more because the person we really like hooked and crooked us to get ahead. And then when he did, he said, nah, screw y'all. I'm not here for you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm LA Knight. Da, 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 da. And then you could play mm-hmm. that up. And that could be your major U.S. title feud for the fall. Yeah. And I love that. And I don't think Santos loses anything. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. He loses no cred. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that this is the time to bring him in, but we also have Carlito that supposedly reports saying that he has re-signed with WWE. Is he going to be coming back mm-hmm. in to be a part of this LWO thing, or is he going to be an enemy of the LWO? Who knows how they're going to bring him in? Can he be involved in this somehow? You know, mm-hmm. again, uh, just another veteran to give someone like Santos or even an Austin Theory or an LA Knight the rub. I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm waiting for Carlito to come back. Same. Um, so we have a few more things we want to touch on, guys. Let's try and spitfire them. But before we go on, this is not on my list. Reports about Bray Wyatt making a return pretty soon. Yes. Reports about Bray Wyatt's creative was to kind of go back to the Wyatt family, Bray. And there was a stable put into place with him, Uncle Howdy, uh, Bo Dallas, that we're still all assuming he is him. Um mm-hmm. There was Braun Strowman. They were going to bring back Eric Redbeard, probably as Eric Rowan, uh, and also mm-hmm. Liv Morgan and Alexa Bliss. And uh, Eric Young. And Eric Young at, at, at a point, too. So it was going to be a pretty big stable. Uh, but oh, and Vincent. And Vincent. And Dutch. Were, were Vincent and Dutch part of that conversation? Yeah, because if you go back to NXT taping, I want to say a few months ago when Bray was around. That's right. They were in the they crowd were in NXT. That's right. Um, and also, I did see something about Joe Gacy possibly being a part of that as well. Uh, but mm-hmm. either way, that that those are reports, true, true or, or not, you know, those are the reports. I would love it if they brought Bray back as like the Wyatt family, Eater of Worlds uh, mm-hmm. persona. I think that was his best one. And there's also talks about him coming back at SummerSlam. I'm going to ask you a question. If. This is all innuendo right now. If Bray Wyatt makes a return at SummerSlam, who does he attack? Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar, or Roman Reigns? 
So I'll let you go first. The and do you know why I say Cody Rhodes? Mm-hmm. The family why, pro- why do you say Cody? Do you know the history between Bray Wyatt and Cody Rhodes? Let's think back no. to Hus- Husky Harris in the NXT mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. He was the what do they call him when they paired up like Miz and Daniel Bryan? They were the the uh, the pro and the rookie. The pro and the rookie. Cody was the pro. Husky Harris was the rookie. Yeah. So there's history there. There is. And there again, is. If, if we're still trying to keep momentum going with Cody and keep him away from Roman, put him in a fucking feud with Bray. The they promos can, would be amazing. Amazing promos. And they can go back and forth with wins and losses. Mm-hmm. That could be a of fun course. feud. Anyway, don't want mm-hmm. to um, you know, influence anyone's thoughts, but Phil, go ahead. Cody, Brock, or Roman? You have someone off the table. Who are you thinking, Wade? Because there's someone I'm thinking off the table. Seth. I was thinking Seth. Finn. No, not Bray as a face versus a heel. Uh, the Wyatt Ooh. family against the Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Especially if it's if mm-hmm. it's a demon fin. Yep. Mm. You guys got to remember who was the first person the fiend defeated at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. It was squashed Finn Balor. Finn Balor. He squashed. squashed Finn. Finn. Mm-hmm. That's right. Follow up. Who is who is the man who Roman Reigns took the title away from at Backlash 2020? Fiend. Fiend. Bingo. So, Oof, uh, and and I say Brock Lesnar because I think there's always been talks about there being a Bray and Brock feud, but supposedly Brock just doesn't want to be involved in. That I wouldn't do that with that kind of yeah, character. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. No. But let's not forget though, years ago when Bray was still the cult leader, eater of worlds, and the two of them interacted in like the Royal Rumble matches and stuff like that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, this could be a really cool feud that we never he jumped really him got when he was champ. Yeah. Back when he had Luke Harper and Rowan, they they jumped Brock Lesnar. There was a time where it's like these tight guys could feud, but it never mm-hmm. never came to fruition. Yep. So yep. anyway, just throwing that out there, little sidebar. Let's talk about the greatest tag team we never knew that we needed, and that's MJF and Adam Cole, Bay Bay. I'm better than you, and you know it, Bay Bay. Bay Bay. Cole JF. Sports entertainment cool. at its best, or what, guys? I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Absolutely at its best. It is one of the greatest things in wrestling right now, to the to the point where someone who doesn't even watch AW like that, my word, um, <laughs> <laughs> has said she has enjoyed every single segment of Adam Cole and MJF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, because, and she's caught, she's caught on very quickly. She said, the turn's coming. Yeah. Yeah, oh, but when it's it does, inevitable. it's inevitable. When it does, we're gonna be heartbroken with the way it plays out. And but it's now that I'm yes. looking at, I go, it's funny because everyone knows it's gonna happen, but we're also mm-hmm. prepared to be heartbroken when it happens. Mm-hmm. Just, it if, but what if it's a double turn? Hmm. And Adam is the one that turns. I can't live with a baby face MJF. He doesn't need to be baby face. He can just be a dickhead Adam Cole. Yeah. 
which I mean, they, which go ahead. Which when those two were assholes, they are phenomenal assholes. Yeah. I want to say this, and, it, and Bones, I'm going to jump back and forth a little bit because you know right. how I do. The promo this week that MJF and Adam Cole cut out FTR, mm. well, it was mostly MJF, was so good. The little digs about that FTR were better off as his lackeys. Yep. And that was the pinnacle of their careers. Mm. And he made oh fun God. of um he made fun of Cash having a having a mullet. That's mm-hmm. amazing. And uh saying he's partying the front party in the uh back uh business in the front whenever he sees the whenever a girl sees him and makes him want to yak her yet want to yak. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, Dax, oh, you bald headed. He called him something, and then he mm-hmm. said I am tired of you coming out on TV every week cutting the same promo. Hmm. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love this business. Top guys out. Top guys out. He said, you know what I'm going to do? You said you're all flips. You're all fists, no flips. He's like, well, I'm going to take my fist and punch you so hard. You're gonna cough up CM Punk's jock strap. <laughs> Love it. And I said, oof. But it wasn't that. It was then when Adam told told him that they were friends. He considers him his best friend. Mm-hmm. One of his best friends. To the point where MJF never does this as a as a as a heel. He says, win or lose the tag titles. I want to give you a rematch for the for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Hmm. Hmm. To the point hmm. where Adam's so happy about it, and he's like, "I appreciate that." That Roddy comes in, and you know MJF duds Roddy whatever he mm-hmm. can, calls him a default call <laughs> for my wrestling gamers. You guys know what that is. Oh yeah. my god. Because you know, he's called him, what do you call him, average wrestler guy? Yeah. Average wrestler guy. Oh my God. Default wrestling car. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. That's amazing. But I want to see how this goes. It has been Mm -hmm. one of the most compelling stories in wrestling today. Yeah. Sorry for being long with it, guys. No, it's all good. I feel like when they inevitably do break up, though, it's got to be the return of Kyle O'Reilly. And I think especially for the sake of Rod- Roddy Strong, because Roddy Strong just can't catch a break. He had a really good run as the other guy in Undisputed Era. It was pretty much Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole that carried that fucking, that stable. I mean, Bobby mm-hmm. Fish was just injured every every other week, and Roddy was just Bobber. the other guy. Um, and I like Bobby Fish, too, which sucks. But anyway, regardless, um, I think now that Roddy is in AEW, he needs something, and he's a great wrestler. He just needs fucking more substance to his character. Like, who is Roddy Strong? But MJF's right. He's just a fucking average wrestling guy, number one uh, from the video games. Um, but Kyle O'Reilly should return. I'd love to see Cole, O'Reilly, and Roddy back together mm-hmm. in some kind of trio of some sorts. Nope. Yeah, we know Bobbert ain't coming back. Nope. Mm-hmm. I think Bobbert, he, Bobbert Fish. Yeah, that, that door closed real quick for him. Real yeah. quick. Phil, want to add anything else to that? 
No, I got nothing nope, to add nothing. to that one. You guys, that you guys summed it. it up. MJF yep. and Cole, love it. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. Get All your right. better than you, baby shirts before Saturday. In Let's the Burberry see. print. All right. In the so, Burberry print, because oofa, oofa. Yeah. Uh, brother Wade, I know you want to run down Great American Bash. So let's do a quick rundown of the matches. We got seven matches on the card, one being a pre-show match. Pre-show match is an eight-person mixed tag match. We got Dragon Lee, Nathan Frazier, Ulisa Leon, and Valentina Feroz taking Valentina. on the metaphor. Four as in the number four. Ah, I see what they did there. Noam Dar, Oro Mensa, uh, Jakara Jackson, and Lash Legend. I haven't been keeping up with too much NXT, especially not on the lower cards. Uh, tell me more about the metaphor. I, I saw when Noam Dar kind of formed this group, Wade, but tell me about metaphor and what do you know about the other three members, uh, Lash Legend, Jakara Jackson, Oro Mensa? Are they just all well, new up-and-comers or are any of them from the indies? Uh, Oro Mensa is from NXT UK. He went by a okay. different name. I can't remember what it is. He is a former NXT UK Tag Team Champion. His okay. partner was injured and then released. Gotcha. Um, and then he came over to NXT with a new gimmick as a party guy. And he was a babyface for a few months. And then I believe suffered an injury and was written off for a while after the North American title match, uh, ladder match. Um, he's come he back as... Oliver Carter in NXT. Oliver okay. Carter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. It was. He okay. was Oliver Carter. So he came. He came back as um, when Noam Dar had the NXT UK Heritage Cup mm-hmm. as his um, as his like, I guess coach or whatever. You know, because for those matches you have to have a secondary guy. Right, right. So he was. He became a secondary guy, and then mm-hmm. Lash Legend. And uh, Jakara have been doing their thing on level up, and eventually they bumped into Noam and Oro and got pretty cool with them. And they actually helped Noah win the NXT UK uh Heritage Cup from um, well, keep it when he was facing Dragon Lee, yes, yeah, that and that's how Metaphor is formed. What was that? Vengeance Day? Vengeance Day, I think. It was one of the NXT. It was Vengeance Day. It was Vengeance Day or what was the one after that? The one with the banger between Dragonoff and Dijak. Oof. The last Uh, man standing match. The last man standing match. Yeah, Yeah, it was that that one. That was the card because that match really bored me. I Mm -hmm. didn't like the Heritage Cup match. But they're they're the annoying heel group of NXT and eh. They're myths for me. I don't really care that much yeah. for them. Right. And I like so, Noam Dar. But, man. So let's move on to a match that I know you're really into, uh, Brother Wade. That's the North American Championship match. We got the champion, Dominic Mysterio. Dirty Dom. Right. No, you say it D- right. right. Dirty, Dirty Dom. Dom. Dirty Dom. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You heard me right. Dirty mm-hmm. Dom Mysterio is the NXT Dirty North American Dom champion. Mysterio. Taking on Wesley and Mustafa Ali. Power positivity. Banger incoming. I say this a lot, and I will say it again. It is a match of the year candidate, Mm -hmm. and the bell hasn't even rung yet. Love it. I'm with you. 
Yeah, I am I agree. going. And now, just to clarify some, did you hear the bars Ali cut on the Hundam? No, I didn't hear He said, you steal everything. That's what you do. You're a thief. You steal. You stole your daddy's 619, and then you stole your other daddy's frog splash. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. amazing. And it was, I am very excited. Wes mm. cut an amazing promo. Say that title means everything to me. It is the workhorse title, and you just stole it. It means mm. he's like 269 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all squandered because of you. So there is a build within that entire mm. match where nice. Dom is just a punk kid with the title. He yep. got lucky because his friends helped him. But if I had to pick anyone, as much as I love Wesley, and you guys know I do, I believe Dom is going to retain. Because Backstage is saying, yeah. and Bones, you probably saw it too, Judgment Day is going to be in NXT for a while. Well, 100%, hot take. 100% I'm with you. Hot take. I know we're not there yet, but Finn's going to beat Seth at SummerSlam. And we're going to go on, we're going to turn on Raw the Monday after SummerSlam. Judgment Day is going to be opening up the show with Finn holding the World Heavyweight Championship, Damian holding the briefcase, Rhea holding the Women's Championship, and Dom holding the North American Championship. They're and possibly going, the tag titles. And possibly the tag titles. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely going to run WWE. But hot take there. Yeah, I agree yes. with you, Wade. It's going to be a great match. So predictions? Brother Dom Ford, you, all Dom, all Dom, no, a hundred percent, all dirty all Dom, all day. All on on guys Dom. on that, yeah, dirty Dom. Let's go to the submission match for the NXT Women's Championship. Absolutely love this um, gimmick for or stipulation for this match. I love how they had made it happen too between Tiffany mm-hmm. Stratton, our current champion, and Thea Hale. Thea Hale is beginning to grow on me. She's a little feisty little one. Yeah. She's got a little psychopunk fireball and ready to fucking go. And I'm like, all right. Spitfire. I like it. Yep. Because of the submission match stipulation, it leans more in her favor. But I don't know if she's the one to dethrone Tiffany Stratton. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Because if you're going to put Tiffany Stratton on SmackDown, holding up the NXT women's title, it seems counterintuitive and counterproductive to take it off of her. Just have her a week, it. week and a half yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree yep. with you, Brother Phil. Uh, Tiffany, her reign has started really hot. This feud is still continuing that reign. It's been a little dull because Tiffany seems to be getting uh, one-upped by Thea. Mm-hmm. And she got conned into the match. Yeah. But again, I do not see Tiffany losing this title. Yeah. Anytime soon. The only person I think that should beat her is from what they're pushing her to be, Lyra. Lyra's running Lyra it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Running it back. Yep. Agreed. So let's move on to the next match, the NXT Tag Team Championship match. We have Gallus taking on the family. Phil's favorite. We got Tony D'Angelo and Stax. Taking on Mark Coffey and Wolfgang with Joe Coffey in their corner. Uh, this is still some great sports entertainment shit. I loved the fucking mm-hmm. trial and everything. <laughs> and I love Tony D'Angelo's family. The call from prison? 
Uh, f- love it. It's all great, entertaining shit. Um, I feel like with the way the story's going, it's leaning more in the favor of the family. And they're mm-hmm. just going to be fucking these over baby faces with the tag titles. But, uh, Brother Wade, let's go to you first, man. What are your thoughts on this match and what's your prediction? I'm, like you said, this is the sports entertainment match of the show. Mm-hmm. From everything we've seen, it's been a great storyline. And it has to end. It has to end with the family walking out with the tag title. If I see this going up any other way, Gallus has just held those tag titles to me and it's just been, eh. Mm. I think if you put the titles on Tony and Stax, it means a lot more. And it'll be more entertaining. And it'll be Tony's first title within NXT and Stax's as well. So go go D'Angelo family in this one for me. Bill, if if you have if you feel the same way, are we gonna see literal cement shoes in this match? Oh, I pray so. Right? I <laughs> hope you so, so bad. You, you probably fit that pair. Some, Give me some legit cement shoes. Hit them with the gabagool. <laughs> guys, I don't know gabagool. why. I don't know why. I still have had it stuck in my craw. And I can't get it out of my head. That Stax is going to be the one to turn on Tony D. I know he, I know everything that they went through together in this, in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But at some point, Stax doesn't want to be the underboss anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the time to do it, but no, this is not the time to do it. The family comes out. If the if family they, comes out on top. Yeah, well, if if they lose the titles and Gallus retains, then fine. Then you mm-hmm. can go ahead and do that story. But yeah. if they if they win the championship, let them run with it for even if it's a short run. Let them run with it for a bit. Let them simmer like a pot of sauce on a Sunday afternoon. Let that shit marinate. Hey. Marinara, eh? Forget about it. The so, gravy. The gravy. So we're, we're all in agreement. Uh, the family's going to win this one. Let's go Absolutely. on. That's right, Chooch. Let's That's go right, on to, to the next match. <laughs> the debut of Gable Stevenson taking on Baron Corbin. Gable Stevenson has to win his first match. Don't it's, nobody give a fuck about Gabe Stevens. Gabe no one gives a fuck about Baron Corbin. I mean, I do. I love. I feel so bad. I love. I feel Baron so Corbin. bad for Baron Corbin that they've done so much to try to rebrand. I shouldn't say mm-hmm. rebrand. Re to make this character of his reborn mm-hmm. and make right. him a gimmickless. Legitimately make him a gimmickless character. Right. Just make him the, a the lone wolf. The lone wolf is my. I think is, was his best. Yes. Gimmick ever. And one of my favorite gimmicks and ever. This just subverts it. This just completely yeah. subverts it. I don't think so. Baron Corbin has always been like the younger version of like a Dolph Ziggler, where Dolph Ziggler is the guy you put in the ring to get someone over. Baron mm-hmm. Corbin was He's that the younger guy. Kane. Yeah. Baron Corbin was the guy. AJ Styles uh, comes to SmackDown. Who does he face first? Baron Corbin. Shinsuke Nakamura comes to SmackDown. Who does he face? Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's that guy. Give him the. The character change, let him still help to put some younger talent over, but you could still find a story for him to get him over before he makes his way back to the main roster. So mm-hmm. I'm still hopeful on Baron Corbin because I've been saying it for years. People sleep on Baron Corbin. The fucking guy is a great in-ring, in, in-ring worker. He is a mm-hmm. fantastic heel, and I absolutely love his offense in the ring. 
Yeah. And also, he's a great promo, too. I like him. I I think he's an all-around great wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. But I think there's no way Baron's going to get the win. Gable Stevenson has to win this match. 100%. 100% 10 times over. So now we go into the weapons wild match, which is just, I guess, just a weapons match? Yeah. The way? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is, but... I feel like this uh, match should be in a supermarket, not in a wrestling ring. Brother Phil, it, it's funny you bring that up. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the clip, Bones. Tell me you did but, not just say that, that Bones, Bones, you did not. I did not see the clip, no. Brother Phil, do you want to fill him in or should I? No, you fill him in, bro. So, Brother Bones, guess mm-hmm. what we got on Tuesday? What? A reenactment of the supermarket. With fucking Booker T and Steve Austin. Absolutely. Yes. That is Roxanne was Stone Cold. Blair was Booker T. Love Blair that. was on Instagram Monday mm-hmm. in a 7-Eleven talking shit. What happens the minute she gets in the door, Roxanne comes from behind her, just pops her. Love that. And then takes her phone and ends the live. Mm-hmm. NXT's on Tuesday. Like we have to show you what happened. Somehow there was a camera crew there. Don't know how that happened. Somehow a camera crew showed up, oh and it God. led to Roxanne beating the crap out of out of Blair in a Seven Eleven and getting some good snacks in the same time. So mm-hmm. love that. Props to them for reenacting it, and I can't wait. It is a very very good feud. I have liked that Blair is playing the chicken. Sh- shit heel and taking mm-hmm. out everybody in that division but also being cutthroat cutthroat and ruthless yeah he's also I, reminding people of who she should be blair right. davenport should have been nxt uk champion women's champion a while ago but oh, yeah. injuries prevented that i'm so happy that blair davenport's getting this this run right now that she's Thank finally you. made it to the black and gold brand um always been a big fan of blair davenport bay Be- of priestly mm-hmm. you know uh Great, great star. Love it. I'm going to lean towards Blair Davenport for the win in this one, though. Same. I think this so, is Roxanne Sendoff. Phil, what say you, man? What are your thoughts on this match? No, I think this is, I think this is Blair Davenport's time to shine 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see it any other way. And, Wade, do you think this is Roxanne Sendoff to the main roster already? Yeah, man. I think this is this is bye-bye Roxanne. It's... Okay. Bones, you know the times these NXT kids usually get called up. Mm-hmm. It's after Mania, the or draft, SummerSlam. or after SummerSlam. Yeah. So I could definitely see Roxanne going bye-bye. I dig it. And before we get to the main event here, I'm looking at the card. Is this the first NXT, I'm going to call them, I, we still call them takeovers, but uh, premium live event since NXT 2.0? That Braun Breaker is not on. Wow. Wow. Holy shit. He's not on the card. He's not on this card. I believe wow. this might be the first one since NXT 2.0 made its debut that he is not on a premium live event. Mm-hmm. This is the first time. This is the first time he's not on this card. It started to make a lot of sense. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, let's move on to the main event for the NXT Championship. Ilya Dragunov taking on Carmelo Hayes. This potentially could be a match of the year candidate. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pass it right over to you guys. What are your thoughts on the match? What's your prediction? And what are your thoughts? Actually, I want to save that latest question for after. Let's go to the match and predictions first. Brother Phil. Um, this is this match is going to be the title match that we didn't know we deserved and absolutely will be astounded by. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, Carmelo Hayes comes out on top with this. But once again, Ilya Dragunov shows up as A-plus talent. No matter who wins. Go ahead, Wade. Yeah, I know I've been on the Mellow High train for a minute. A long time. Since his debut. A lo- since his debut. Mm-hmm. It is very difficult to go into this match and say, Mellow's Mello's gonna win easy peasy. It's a mellow, it's a mellow match. He's gonna win. It's gonna be probably the best match on the card. Mm-hmm. Dragonoff is a whole different beast. He has one match of the year for the Normies two years in a row for a yep. reason. Um, and we've always said Dragonoff was one of the best guys that should be NXT champion. And this could possibly be the moment where those dreams come to reality. I'm on the, I'm scary to pick here is one of the scariest things in the world for me right now as a wrestling fan to pick, but I'm going to say Carmelo retains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, I want to say Dragunov wins and this is Carmelo's send off. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards. And you know what? Dragunov is a proper choice. Exactly. Exactly. That's why I, I, it's easy for me to go for it. I, I can't see at this moment, without there being more of a build, who else could take it from Carmelo? I mean, we could have our arguments about other people. Because Carmelo's a face. He's a face at yeah. this point. Yeah. But also, let's sidebar real quick. Bobby Bobby Lashley makes his return about a week ago. Rolls up, in, rolls up in a limousine, sees Street Profits, Montez Angelo. Yo, hop in the car in this limo, bro. And he fucking sh- shows up at NXT and he's just shooting the shit with uh, Mello and Trick. What's going on over there, brother Phil? What do you know that you're not telling us? <laughs> I know nothing. You have had so many. So much fantasy bookings for so a many new false business. starts, and now so many these, false starts. But now, like the ingredients are being sprinkled in. Could this be a new hurt business? Please, God, make it so. Speaking of that, where the fuck have MV, MVP and Omos been? Omos had Good a question. decent run for a bit, you know, with uh, WrestleMania versus Seth at Backlash, and then poof, mm-hmm. the Giants gone. You know. I don't know. Interesting things there with Lashley and the uh, Profits and Mellow and Trick. Yes, please. This is going to be a great match. Match of the year candidate. I'm going to go Ilya Dragunov. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. 
And Phil, you're mm-hmm. you're down for Mello also. A hundred percent. All right. I'm sure come time for this, I'm going to switch back to Mello, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna, yeah, I picked Mello the whole. T- He's going to play it up. Yeah, I picked Mello the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to stick to my guns on this until okay. About, okay. until about ten minutes. Pizza party. Gosh. Yep. Pizza party. No, no, because I'm I'm going to owe you. There's more pizzas, so no. I can't put a pizza on this because I'm not. I'm really it's not, not a tag sure. title match. Not a it's tag not match. A tag title. You can't do that. <laughs> anyway, that's the card for Great American Bash. Great American Bash is coming to us live on. Uh, when are we seeing this? When is this coming up? This uh, Sunday. Uh, this Sunday, July 30th, from the HEB Center at Cedar Park in the Austin suburb of Cedar Park, Texas. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, location uh, Wikipedia. So on that note, <laughs> fellas, oh, wait, what? before you, before we close out, I just want to say, go ahead. I randomly popped up on my social media feed, a, a match. I didn't know I needed mm-hmm. in the throwback 2008 ring of honor bound by hate. Brian Danielson versus Tyler black. Versus mm. Kenny Omega, Jerry Curl, Kenny Omega. Yep. Kenneth, Kenneth Jerome Omega. Amazing. He looked like, oh yeah, Kenny looked like uh, baby Hercules in the movie mm. from the from Hercules movie. Oh my God, Jerry I did Curl. not know I needed to see that match. Love it. Banger. Banger, yes. banger, banger. Yeah. Um, also, you know, we want to wish Kevin Owens and Liv Morgan and speedy recoveries. We found out that they both suffered major injuries. Yep. KO has been working with a rib injury this entire time. And mm-hmm. the status of the tag title is up in the air right now. Yeah. And Liv Morgan suffered a shoulder injury as well. Liv Morgan's been a little Ritter. injury prone this year, too. She's had a rough year. Mm-hmm. Rough year. Yeah. So that sucks. Get well with speed recoveries. Also, speaking of... Um, Injuries. Seth Rollins was interviewed recently, and he's been working with a few injuries recently, also. And mm-hmm. he's kind of getting to a point where it's like, my body needs to take a break. More reason why I think Finn's going to leave SummerSlam with the championship, and that's going to be off mm-hmm. TV for a little bit. But mm-hmm. we will we'll revisit that when we talk about uh, SummerSlam next week. And I'm going to give this another week to simmer a little bit and marinate, but a little teaser for the listeners for next week's episode. I'd like to talk to you fellas about Drew McIntyre and uh, his current feud with Gunther for the IC title and pose the question, has Drew fallen from grace since he was the COVID champ and had his WrestleMania moment kind of stolen from him and won his title against Brock in front of zero fans? On a pre-tape, I think there's been a lot that has fallen from grace for Drew. I'm not saying that he's lost steam. He's been, you know, consistent, if anything, putting on bangers like his triple threat against Sheamus and Gunther at, at Mania. Uh, Mania, mm-hmm. not Mania. Um, where were they? They were overseas. Uh, uh, Clash at the Castle? Clash? Castle no, Castle. Clash was... No, Clash oh, was Sheamus. That was just Sheamus and Gunther. Maybe it was Mania. Mania was the triple threat. Oh, the Mania. triple threat. Okay. Mania yeah, yeah. was okay. triple threat. Sorry, guys. My, my bad. I brain farted there. But I'd like to have a discussion because uh, Drew is back. Drew is still Drew. 
anyway, we'll save that for, for next week when we talk about SummerSlam again into Drew and Gunther. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have for today. This is your first time tuning in. Thank you very much for listening to the new normal wrestling and the three of us good brothers here as we talk to you about the state of wrestling. Be sure to check us out every week, every Friday on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode of this amazing show, your favorite wrestling show out there in the podcast world. I'm Johnny Bones. That's Brother Wade. He is geeking out right now. Hang 10, brother. That is Dr. Phil. We are New Normal Wrestling. And until next week, I bid you adieu with a goodbye, a good night, and we'll see when we're looking at you. A bang. Bye. We didn't start the fire. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for listening to New Normal Wrestling, found exclusively right here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Go check out the many ways you can support the network by visiting our link tree found in the description of this episode. Give NNW a follow on Instagram at New Normal Wrestling and on Twitter at Wrestling Normal. Be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. We are New Normal Wrestling, and we bid you adieu with a goodbye, a good night, and we'll see you when we're looking at you. Bang!